0: La Talk Radio R-U-G-R-E! It's time
1: for the Get Ready Show!
2: Productions proudly brings to you the best wrestling talk show in the world, the K-Dog, Ken Reedy, Diamond, Dave Rosenbluth. This right here is the Ken Reedy Show.
0: Although I'm absent from the studio, I'm back in the co-host queue. I got two words for you.
2: have it thank you for tuning in to the ken reedy show myself and dave as the co-pilot we are here to give you the best in pro wrestling talk uh give us a call 347-838-9815 is the number to call to get your opinion out here let us know what you're thinking about the world of professional wrestling a couple things coming up for this show september 8th in shelton connecticut Yours truly will be a guest ring announcer For Wrestle Jam The Ken Reedy Show proud sponsors Of Wrestle Jam So come on out September 8th And M&J Collectibles September 21st Doing an exclusive Vader signing In Enfield, Connecticut So be sure to check that out And as always check us out on Facebook Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show Always stuff there Want to hear from you Want to hear who gets your nod of approval This week So check out our page over there and uh, we always got a raw thread going on each and every week. We want to hear what your opinion is. And as always, we're on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. Dave, how are you feeling tonight? I'm doing okay.
0: I'm missing the studio, though. I really enjoyed the, uh, the VIP treatment I got last week being uh, in the co-pilot chair in the studio. But other than that, I'm doing good.
2: It was nice having you over here in the studio the last week. Uh, it was cool just seeing your smiling face across the room as we do the show my smiling face. How cute. But just let everyone know, head on over. You know, if you have a friend who likes wrestling and maybe has not checked us out, we are at 197 likes on our Facebook page right now. We need three more for that magical 200 number. So can we get three more? Can we get three more before the end of the show? Maybe. Perhaps. Go over to facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy show and just let everyone know. And we have to thank you and Uh, For the month of August, you know it's been amazing uh, how things have grown here in the show. And and last month we were really excited for the first time we crossed a threshold and we we got over a thousand listens uh, for the month of July and we're pretty proud of that. Uh, uh, Again, thank you all for the support. And then we got into August and uh, we crossed a thousand and then we crossed two thousand listens and uh, we're really excited about that. But uh, coming into today. We have actually crossed the three thousand listens mark for the month of August. Three thousand, yeah, buddy! I, I'm just I'm floored. That, that's just that's so cool. So uh, thank you all for the support. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, we'll be here each and every week. You know, and as I say that, we'll be here each and every week. But next week we're gonna take off Labor Day weekend. So <laughs> head on over to our website. Check out some of the archive shows. Cause it's Labor Day weekend, and we figured, you know what? Why not just We'll take a week off. And then, with great anticipation, we'll be back giving you the best in pro wrestling talk. And we are coming off of, last weekend, a SummerSlam event, the, quote, Wrestlemania of the summer. Dave, what did you think of SummerSlam last week?
0: Um, Solid show. It wasn't anything that, like, blew wrestling fans out of the water, in my opinion.
3: Um,
0: what, what There wasn't was a on the card. I, 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 for overall, enjoyed it. It wasn't like, wow, I got to get that on DVD. I can't wait till it comes out. You know, it wasn't
2: anything like that. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It was weird because when we we're here on the show, we were doing our SummerSlam pregame spectacular and we were talking about it and we are in agreement that the card looked good, but uh, there was nothing on it that really wowed us like we weren't clamoring to see SummerSlam. It wasn't like I can't wait till eight o'clock. It was all right, SummerSlam, card looks good, but for whatever reason the card didn't have uh the juice that a big pay-per-view usually has. Um interesting that as far as what we thought going into SummerSlam, it kinda of panned out coming out of SummerSlam. We kind of I agree with you, Dave. I kind of came out of it with uh it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, you know, kept my interest. I wasn't. I, I didn't come out of it thinking, Jesus, why did I spend uh, that that money on on the pay per view, or or you know, annoyed, or WWE sucks, or any of that. I didn't come out of it like that. But it didn't come out of it. You know, wowed. You know, I didn't. You know, uh, you know, like after Brock Cena. I mean my phone starts ringing wrestling fans. were are calling each other. We're texting each other. We're blown away by that match. It was one of those things like, I, you know, can't wait to, wait a week for the show. Got to talk about it right now. Cause it just was so, uh, incredible. Uh, SummerSlam did not have that effect. Um, uh, I was just, it was, it was a good event, not a great event. And we're going to go right to our poll question on the Ken dot com. Be sure to check out our website. Cause, uh, it always got cool stuff there. We got blogs and everything. And, uh, Every week we try and throw down a poll question uh, to get a, a take of the wrestling fan psyche, and um, this week we asked uh, what was the match of the night uh, on SummerSlam, and overwhelmingly, with eighty-one percent of the vote, was Jericho versus Ziggler, and I would tend to agree with that. Um, questionable booking on the WWE's part, perhaps uh, the opening match of the night in most people's opinions, the match of the night, uh, good booking day.
0: You know what? <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't mind that that opened the show cause you, you know, for a big show like SummerSlam, you need a big match. And with a guy of Jericho's caliber and experience, someone like Ziggler, I think it's fit that the two of them open up the show. You need an exciting match to set the tempo for a pay-per-view, especially like SummerSlam. Um, it wouldn't have bothered me if it went on in the middle of the card, and you had Mysterio and Miz open up the show. But I think they wanted a somewhat they wanted a babyface win to open up the pay per view, and Jericho obviously going over on Ziggler. It helped that it set the tone for the rest of the show. It didn't say, "Oh my God, I can't wait to see what's coming up next." But it was a, it was a good opening match that got the crowd pretty fired up. So to me, I don't mind that it was there. Could it could it have been moved somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think for the most part, it, that spot on the show was a, a good spot for that match.
2: Yes, I think I would have preferred to see it somewhere in the middle. But it's it's twenty twenty hindsight. Um, you know, yeah. who knows what was going on behind the scenes as as the show played itself out. Um, you know, and I agree with the pollsters. I, I think that it was a uh, it was the match of the night. Um, Uh, You know, it's interesting to have the match of the night be the the opening match. Um, Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I think for me, though, I would have liked to have seen it somewhere more in the middle. Uh, It's tough. It's a tough call, like when you're booking things. Uh, I get I mean, it opened it up with a bang. Um, I was really optimistic for the pay-per-view coming out of that match. Uh, But a match like that being first, it did kind of, as much as it set the tone... It also, the rest, kind of, I want to say a letdown, but it kind of was a letdown. Um, again, saying that we didn't think the uh, pay-per-view was terrible, but it was, it was a mediocre pay-per-view, um, which is not what one of the big four wants to hit. You want, you know, the big ones to be uh, big. You want them to be huge. You want people to come out thinking uh, that was a great pay-per-view and uh, just didn't. But uh, 24 hours after Jericho goes over on Ziggler, Jericho, done. In the WWE contract. WWE contract versus Money in the Bank contract. And Ziggler goes over on Jericho. I, I like this. I, I think it's great. A guy like Jericho who gets the business. Who is putting over uh, the young star. Uh, he's got the Money in the Bank briefcase. You figure he's going to be wearing uh, probably the World Championship at some point in the not-too-distant future. However, did jericho did this feud with Jericho do enough to put a Dolph Ziegler over
0: um, I think it did i I mean Ziegler has been showcased as a as somewhat of a big deal on the rise um in recent months um and working with a guy like Jericho definitely uh you know you know up the status for Dolph Ziegler. And I think more more of the wrestlers are now anxious and looking forward to working with Ziggler now that Jericho is gone. Um I mean I see bigger and brighter things. Obviously you feel I know I know you feel the same way, Ken and most of our listeners do, um, about Dolph Ziggler and how talented he is. Um but I think that uh, overall, I think this was a positive for Ziggler, and it puts it, it, it adds more to him just being Mr. Money in the Bank right now. He beat Chris Jericho, who's one of the most decorated wrestlers in the history of the wrestling business, let alone the WWE, with all the championships and accomplishments he's uh, he, he's had. So for a guy like Dolph Ziggler, I think this is a plus for him, and I think um, this is something that you know people will look back on. Um, even if Jericho were to return, let's say next year, there's rumors that he's, uh, you know, I mean he's obviously going to go on, on tour with his band Fozzie throughout the fall. There's rumors that he could be back in time for WrestleMania season again. He said he's not, you know, he's not turning down the idea of coming back. Um, he said he would be back at some point. So, um, you know, this could leave the door open for Jericho and Ziggler again, maybe next year, and you know the. They got the history now with the two of them Over the past month And it's just, you know, it's open season right now At this point, there's a lot of possibilities You can go with it, but a positive for Dolph Ziggler Most definitely
2: I thought this was a positive for Dolph Ziggler And I'd like to get your take on I I hated the way SmackDown ended Um, I I honestly thought You know It was interesting Seeing a, a Randy Orton tap out And I get it, he's the big star there And I get it that you know, he's over with the crowd and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, it just seems like, you know, any chance they get to end, you know, let's let's get Randy standing tall and, uh, you know, play his music. And, you know, John Cena gets a lot of criticism for this. And I've always said the WWE seems to, with a lot of their faces, just kind of cram them down your throat. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I was hoping it was going to be really interesting going forward. Randy tapped out. Let's see where this goes going forward. Um, then you know we have to have him give Ziggler the RKO and, and stand tall at the end. I, I kind of wanted to see Randy walk out uh, in shame after tapping out. Um, I didn't want to see him look strong at, at the end of SmackDown. And uh, uh, like we're saying, you know, we want to see a guy like Ziggler look strong. Um, didn't like the end of SmackDown. Uh, not a bad show. Didn't like the way it panned out. I would have liked to have seen it an injured. A uh, hurt broken kind of Randy Orton and see where he goes from there coming out of SmackDown. What do you think of the end there?
1: Um,
0: the end I mean the only thing the only thing I could think of is as to why the end happened the way it did was because you saw on, on Friday night that Ziggler was attempting to cash in and they want to tease it a little bit here and there so that they can show that he's, you know, he's got his eye on the ball and he wants that title, but they had to find. They're not sure when they want to do it. So obviously, the the Orton spot, in a sense, made sense. Granted, I understand where you're coming from, and I do agree. It was nice to see him tap out clean in the middle without a screw job. Um, I liked that. That Del Rio beat him clean. In fact, I think personally, that win that Del Rio got kind of made me more interested that he's going to have another title match with Sheamus. It'd be the third one on pay per view. Uh, you know, this this year. Um, three months in a row. So I think it, 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 it helped Del Rio's status. They got the clean win. Granted, Orton came out looking like he was on top at the end. I think that's to set up Orton and Ziggler, possibly at Night of Champions. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they keep this an ongoing trend where Ziggler defends his money in the bank contract against random guys and goes through them so it could make his status even bigger heading into his eventual caption. And I think that that spot was set up, like I said, eventually for. Orton Ziggler to have a match at some point, and, um, you know, if that's the case, I think that sets up Ziggler to eventually beat Orton, because Orton's planning on taking time off probably in the next month or so to uh, to film a movie for WWE, so um, I didn't mind it. I would have liked to have seen maybe Orton walk out, you know, holding his arm, kind of looking, you know, defeated, so to speak, um, after his defeat. But at the same time, I think the, the, the spot made sense. Um, so I don't have any, you know, particular issue with it, per se.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll see where, where they go with it. Um, and I agree with you. I, I It did a lot to uh, make Del Rio look stronger. Um, you know, I, and I liked that a lot. I, I almost wish, you know, we ended SmackDown with Del Rio's music playing. Um, you know, I just... And they got to be careful. I mean, we're both big Ziggler fans and looking forward to see what they're going to do with him. And, you know, yeah, if they have him put the – I think that's a great idea. I mean, they put his his contract on the line against Randy, and he beats Randy. Uh, It's building this guy. Uh, It's building him the right way uh, to be a main eventer. Uh, However, I I don't need to see him running out with the briefcase, you know, all the time. He ran out once. No, I agree with you. I'm okay with the one he ran in once he beat Seamus down with the briefcase was going to cash in, and then thought better of it. It's fine. he doesn't need to run in again unless he was actually going to cash in. um you know they're overdoing the i'm going to cash in no, I'm not thing uh le- this is another thing, and we talk a lot about this. That's a less is more like make it a surprise um It's getting to the point where you kind of sit there and you're kind of waiting. All right, when Ziggler? All right, here he comes. But no, he's not going to cash in. Um, make it special. Let's 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 hold off on him running in multiple times every SmackDown. Uh, so I didn't I didn't think that end was necessary. Again, look look to the future, uh, what where we're going to go with this? And uh, but I didn't think Ziggler being involved at all in the end was really necessary. I would have loved to have seen Del Rio. Just look strong at the end of SmackDown. He got Orton to tap out, you um, know, and then he, and he clocked Sheamus with with the shoe, and that's it. And Del Rio is standing there in the middle of the ring with Orton and Sheamus at his feet. I, I, that's how I would have ended SmackDown. Nitpicky opinion, yeah, but um, I, I wasn't. They got to be careful with how many times Ziggler runs in to potentially cash in. But coming out of SummerSlam, uh, Del Rio looks strong. Um, solid match at SummerSlam with, uh, but there were flying shoes uh, involved as well as uh, legs on on the ropes that were not seen by refs. Uh, a cheap victory by the champ Sheamus, perhaps. Um, good match, not great match. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? Like, go. I'm curious where. And I know we said this going into SummerSlam, but man, if Del Rio doesn't win. <laughs> He doesn't beat Sheamus at the next pay-per-view. I mean, oh, my God, how many times are they going to throw this same match at us and have Sheamus lose?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's tough because with Ziggler now kind of involved, I mean, it looks like they, they're they going to point towards Ziggler cashing in on Sheamus. At least that's what it's it's pointing towards in the promo from uh, Friday night. Um but with the referees, bad call with the foot on the rope. If they seem to be playing off the bat officiating in this storyline. Um, a rumor I heard uh, as recent as uh, yesterday that um, Del Rio and Sheamus, they want that match to be um, you know straight-up one-on-one. But um, Randy Orton would be the special guest referee. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they put the belt on Del Rio. Orton takes his time off, goes to film his movie. There's some sort of screwy finish in the match where Orton makes a bad call and Del Rio wins the belt just by accident. And you got two feuds ready lined up for when Orton comes back from his movie. You got one with Sheamus, who's a disgruntled former champion, and then you got another one with Alberto Del Rio. I I I was the referee in your match. You won the title. I deserve a title shot, you know. You know, you got lucky because of my mistake. I deserve an opportunity at the belt, you know. There's all different kinds of possibilities you can go with. it. I think they're all positive, in my opinion, Um, because going into SummerSlam, like we both said, where are they going to go with him if he doesn't win? Well, he didn't win, but he's gotten out. You know what I mean? Now I think if they give Del Rio the title at Night of Champions and defeat Sheamus... There's plenty of different possibilities they can go with that. Obviously, he'll get a rematch with Sheamus, and we'll probably see it for the fourth time on pay-per-view, um, which would mean hell in a cell, which would actually make that hell in a cell match more interesting <laughs> because it's more of a personal feud that's dragged on for, you know, for several months as opposed to just randomly throwing two guys in a hell in a cell match and having it be the most barbaric match of all time. But... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Okay, that was my, that was my, that was my best Vince fan impression and it just backfired on me um, and uh, like, I, like I was saying you know Del, there's a lot of different possibilities if Del Rio has the title but you also got like I said you also got Ziggler too there's a lot of different ways they can go with this but I think it's going to be all positive for, for our, uh, Alberto Del Rio if he were to have the World Heavyweight Championship
2: yeah I mean he kinda i mean the only scenario I could see him and and it's interesting going into hell in a cell is if you know do we have him win the next match but via a countout or disqualification or something so del Rio doesn't have the belt but still stakes his claim um and then it's you got no dq hell in a cell um and that should
3: be that should be the blow off match for the feud. Yeah, no, that's that's a good
0: possibility for that match or for, for, for that feud. However, I think they've they've really run Del Rio and Sheamus um as long as it can go. I mean, you know, I I'm okay with the feud, because um, it's a fresh matchup. I always I'm always a big proponent of fresh matchups, but I don't think these two have really clicked as well. I think Seamus is not really comfortable in his own skin as this baby face, and, and, uh, you know, it's just not really working with Del Rio, you know what I mean? They try and play him up like he's some poor Irish kid, you know, and obviously they're trying to go with the rich versus the poor scenario at times, and I just don't buy it. But I I think if they just stick to the basics with the the general – wrestling storyline itself like they have been with the bad officiating and, you know, all this other stuff, I think it will work better. Um but I could see a blow off of Hell in the Cell with something like that, but at the same time, um, you gotta be careful. If you give them a count out victory, you know, people are gonna grow again, we're gonna see Del Rio and Seamus. My God, you know, it's it's like I don't know. It's a tough one to call. My personal opinion, Del Rio needs to win the United Champions, and then they could have endless possibilities of what they could do with him and Randy Orton or him and Sheamus or oh, even, even him and Dolph Ziggler. So I think that's the, the, the most logical and best route to go, unless some of those geniuses in WWE creative have a better idea.
2: See, it's interesting with this, because this to me is something that uh, it's being written. The biggest problem with this is it's surrounding a title. Because in in the world of wrestling, there should be other guys uh, getting the number one contendership. There should be other guys in line. One guy should not be getting this many opportunities uh, at the title match. This is the way they should write a mid-card rivalry with two guys with no belts. Because you can have them wrestle in multiple pay-per-views. You can have them do heinous things to each other and continue to wrestle and not main event. And, you know... the way they've booked it's just been weird. It it you know like you're saying another pay-per-view. Um yeah, I mean I I you know now that they're going for I mean who knows? Who maybe we have I mean I agree with you with Sheamus. I'd like to see Sheamus back as a heel. Um knows? maybe he uh kicks Orton's head off his shoulders after uh, some sort of bad decision and that's the story to get uh Randy off TV for a while that you know, the guy who is kicking people in the head winds up getting kicked in the head himself. And he's out due to injuries sustained from Sheamus. Uh, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's like how, how much how many more times can they throw these two guys at us for the World Heavyweight Championship? Now, again, it's interesting. If there was not a championship involved and these were just two guys that hated each other, they could wrestle a lot at different pay-per-views. Who cares? There's no title in, you know, in the works. There's no number one contendership at stake. Um, they're just two guys who hate each other, and you could play that off. Uh, when there's a belt in in the mix, it, especially one of the big belts, uh, they're really throwing that at us. And I, I would almost hope if, if there's a if Del Rio wins at Night of Champions, I, I almost hope that the rematch is on SmackDown, and uh, yeah. we don't have a rematch uh, at the pay per view. Um, but right now we're going to go out to the phones. Uh, three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, eight, one, five is the number to call to talk wrestling. We want to hear from you guys. Keep the calls coming in, but first we're going to go out to Tony. Are you there? Of course
4: I'm here. <laughs> I'm here guys. I have to go. On.
2: Just in case you guys don't know, Tony is our world class blogger. Writes a gives us a write up on every show over the course of the week. So, uh, you know, we've even talked about it on this show. You know, we've had technological difficulties at home, DVR issues, and uh, you know, you want to miss the show? Go to thekendrichshow dot com. Check out Tony's blogs. He gives us a nice synopsis of each and every show. Tony, what did you think of SummerSlam? uh
4: same as you. I thought it was like uh you know, so, uh, it was a solid show, but not like it did, definitely didn't have that big four. You know, like. The, the WrestleMania of the summer feel to it. I mean, it it didn't have that feel going in, you know. and I knew that it would, you know. Um, but uh, Jer- the Jericho Ziggler match was really good. I, I you know, I, I thought the. Uh, I'm one of the ones who voted for that match. Nice. <laughs> Just, yeah,
2: as the you know, it was,
4: um, I mean, yeah, the other matches were all right too. You know, I enjoyed Triple H and uh, Brock Lesnar right now. So, and, uh, I thought it had a good like like a fight feel to it. I don't know how we describe it but um I thought I thought they did a good job there but you know but um so you know, it's like instead of having Triple H come like walking out he he should have been stretching out it would have sold him more. That his career maybe just like you know was done or whatever. But,
2: um, I kind of agree with you. I would have liked to have seen that. The interesting thing I found about that match is I felt as a, and I like Triple H. Um I'm I'm not a Triple H hater. I, I think Triple H has done a, a tremendous I mean look Love is what it is, but he's done a tremendous disservice to his career because a lot of people are biased since he started banging Stephanie. Um, You know, anything that he does is is looked at as, well, of course, he's banging the boss's daughter. Um, I've always liked him. You know, I I can't say that I hate Triple H. However, I did feel like he was milking uh, the end of the pay-per-view, looking almost for a... uh, like a Shawn Michaels type thing, you know, when Shawn Michaels lost at WrestleMania and the thank you Shawn chants and all that other good stuff happened and uh you know, the the crowd really sent him off. Uh, and the crowd was chanting you tapped out. So That's oh uh, yeah, that's right. Triple uh, like, H yeah. did not get the goodbye he wanted to from the crowd that night.
4: He certainly didn't you know, it's
0: funny that Tony mentioned, you know, Jericho Ziggler. It seems to be the general consensus amongst everyone in the Ken Reedy show, at least on Facebook and the website. Um, yeah. It's obvious Tony wasn't folding his socks during that match like Mr. Trivia from the top rope. Because um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't get how, you know, as good of a match that was that, that – that from him at least, Mr. Trivia, that that, that was a match he was gonna, you know, take a break from. But, you know, Tony, you do you definitely do know you're wrestling, my friend, and uh, you know, I'm glad you're on board with us.
4: Oh, thanks a lot. i we you know it's great being on board with with you guys. I love it.
2: Was there anything uh, else that stuck out with you at the pay per view?
4: Uh at the pay per view, um uh, not really right, I mean the Seamus Del Rio match I thought was um good match, but I thought the finish was kind of you know Cheap finish, you know, with the foot on the rope and then the ref missing it. Um, even the uh, the triple threat match, I thought was, uh, it was mostly, I, you know, I thought it was like, you know, the Cena and Punk were just, you know, like, games of the mock in a big show and the big show just tossing them around. And then the, the, the double submission was like, oh, my God. I was just like, what are they like, what? Then, you know, when that happened, I was just like, oh, no, oh, what are they going to do now? And then, uh, you yeah, know, of course, they just restarted the match. I mean, this year just had Cena and Punk at that point. You know that's a, that's one thing I don't like about the like the the, uh, the three way and four way matches. You know, it's like you get one pin and it's like you do something like you know. So I, I I I was never into the whole one fall thing with a triple threat or a fatal four way or that stuff because the whole thing the whole thing about I don't think it happened, but the whole thing about the champion not having to actually lose the match to lose the belt. I've always found that to be kind of I don't know. I was never really into that, into that.
2: I agree with you. I've never I've never liked a uh, triple threat. Um... Especially for the title. I mean to me like triple threats and fatal four ways, those uh no disrespect intended, but those are matches that are good for spot monkeys. You know, those are yep. great opening matches that you can have like four guys that are are, you know, incredibly athletic and do uh, you know, death defying spots and uh you know, you throw all those guys into a match and that that uh that's that's when I like those kind of matches, triple threats and fatal four ways. Um I, I don't like them as as near main events. I, I would agree with you on that, Tony. Yeah,
4: and um, like I said, um, you were, saying, you were talking about uh, the end of SmackDown too. Yeah, that was uh, what happened? Ziggler got RKO, right?
5: Yes, of course. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's just um, you know, like I know, like you know. With, with Dolph, you know, it's like they've been doing the, what they've been doing with him right along, you know, it's like they have him, I don't know why they had him lose to Jericho at SummerSlam, and then they had him beat him the next night on Raw, but Jericho flattened him anyway, you know, so it's like, you know, it's you know, it's like Jericho's leaving, He could they could have done something like, maybe like, I don't know, since the match was on, on the SummerSlam pay-per-view, they could have done something where Dolph won, and then it was like, you know, they could have written Jericho out somehow, you know, somehow on there, and like mentioned, the next night on Raw, then, you know, it's like, oh, uh, Jericho, got like, you know got injured or whatever, you know, instead of having to rematch on you know like, on, on Raw the next night and then, you know, it's like they have to, you know, Lico wins but Jericho just kills them and kills them afterwards. I mean, you know, it's like I don't know, I mean, it's like I guess I hope Dolph doesn't get the um you know, the swagger uh title run. Yeah.
2: Uh what are your thoughts though, on like now that you mentioned that, uh, do you think uh Ziggler, you know, do you think they're building him in an effective way? Do you think he's going to be a good champion? I mean, you brought up Swagger. I mean, are we looking at a, a the building of a bona fide star, or are we looking at another Swagger championship run? Uh, I don't
4: know. I mean, it's all in how they book it. I mean, if he does win, if he does win the title, I don't know if his reign will be as forgettable as Swagger's. But um, you know, they still got a. I don't know if what they like at night of champions or whatever they're going to do. Uh, you know, like Seamus or Del you know, Rio. Uh, you know, uh, to have him like maybe cashing in there or whatever, but um, I you know I don't know. It, it's only how they book them. I mean, if they keep burying, you like if they keep burying 'em the way they're the way they're always doing, it's you know, it's like just you know, they, if they put the belt on him at making him look like a jabron, fans are gonna be like, okay, this guy's this guy's always getting this guy's always getting beaten down as a champ as the world champ. You know, Agree. Yeah.
2: Tony always always a pleasure hearing from you. Thank you so much for the call. Keep up the good work with the blogs. I do uh, I do enjoy reading them. It's uh very oh, it's uh, yeah, you definitely uh, take us top to bottom in the show. So it, it's nice after watching the show like kind of reading through and getting a a play-by-play, oh, and a, a different set of eyes on it um as you're trying to evaluate and uh, establish opinions on the show. So thanks a lot, Tony. Talk to you uh, uh, next time.
4: Oh yeah.
2: All right. Take it easy, man. All right, Tony, our expert blogger. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess a lot of people are obviously in agreement that Ziggler-Jericho, um, you know, was the match of the night. The interesting thing, it's funny, because, uh, you know, Mr. Trivia said about, you know, folding his socks. The interesting thing, and I don't know, you know, he might be right. Um, he might not be. But it is interesting, like, where does Ziggler, like, is Ziggler a guy to put fannies in the seats? Um, when he brought that up, I found like that's interesting because, I mean, we love Ziggler and, uh, pure wrestling fans love Ziggler. Um, well, can Ziggler sell tickets? Uh, can he, he bring people to the arena? Uh, can Ziggler get to a level where people are like, I gotta go see this lot because Ziegler's going to be there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's got that bona fide star appeal. Definitely, though, a very talented individual. So, uh, we'll see. But let's stick with the phones and we'll go, uh, let's see. We'll call you there.
1: Hey, it's Mike Farr. How are you guys tonight?
2: Doing all right, Mike. How are you doing?
1: Okay, I agree um, I agree with uh, you guys wholeheartedly. Um, I lo- I was looking forward to the Jericho-Ziggler uh, match, and I liked where they put it. They put it on number one because... Look at you know the big main event was Brock Lesnar versus Triple H. That was a bu- that was a bust. I'm a big Triple H fan, and to me that was a bust. And the, the Triple Threat match, what's going to happen with that for the championship? That was a bust, in my opinion. Um, but if I was the booker, yeah, I would put I would put Y2J versus Ziggler, and that would that was what I would do.
2: So it's interesting. So you're, you're a Triple H guy.
1: I'm a Triple H. Yes, I am. I am a Triple H fan from um, when when he first um, came onto the scene um, from WCW. I liked him. Well, I liked him when he was with WCW, but I liked him better in WWE. And, you know, yes, he married the boss's daughter, but you know what? The guy goes out there and he busts his, he busts his butt. You no, know? I agree
2: with you. I mean, I I think uh, sometimes Triple H garners a... Uh, a little bit too much criticism, uh, you know, he, he's better than people give him credit for. So you thought you thought the main event, though, against Brock Lesnar fell a bit flat?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I think, you know, I've seen – Brock Lesnar got hurt, obviously. I mean, everybody saw it. Triple H ran them into the stairs. He got hurt. Ow, my That's stomach. My... Sorry.
2: <laughs> Continue, Mike.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I was just going just to say he got hurt. And that's why Triple H um, pedigreed him on his side. A lot of people are going, hey, why did he pedigree him on his side? But I just thought that match was a bust. I mean, in everybody's expectations, who's going to run down to the ring and who's going to help out, where Shawn Michaels plays a role in it, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. But I will say this, though, about Ziggler. I think he can put fans in the seats. They just have to bring him up right. Just like John Cena. Everybody's like, hey, John Cena's unhappy about his character. No, duh. I mean, they need to turn him heel. Let's turn John Cena heel.
2: Ah, uh, the John Cena heel talk.
1: I'm saying maybe he'll get respect because, you know what, you could put him up against, uh, we put him up against uh, the big show. You know, you know, you know they're they they're just they're not doing the right stuff. But I like John Cena. I like Triple H. I love Ziggler. I think he's, he's becoming the guy. And Y2J, by the way, I seen him Friday
2: you, you saw him he Friday? Was, uh,
1: he, yes, he was performing at PNC with Shine with Shine Down, a part of he was Fozzy. He was he was great. Oh, so they were good. They were Fozzy's a great, good band. Fozzy's a very good band.
2: Yes, yeah, so I saw I've Jericho, seen them once.
1: Sorry. But that's Jer, that's Jericho. I've seen that band about maybe ten times. But that's Jericho. Whatever Jericho puts into his part, he does it. But I I just you know I just I love it and. Jericho is a stand-up guy, and I give her a lot of respect to Jericho, and I give a lot of respect to every wrestler that puts on the tights that wants to do it, because that's in their heart.
2: Amen, but that's brother. About it,
1: But that's about it, boys. And uh, you know what? I've been plugging you guys, and I'm going to keep on supporting the Ken Reedy Show because you guys are, are you know, a big-time uh, you know, big wrestling show, and you put your heart into it. One more thing I just want to say. Barbarian! Woo! My friend. <laughs> bye 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 guys. Uh, thanks thank a lot you. for the call. I'm gonna, Can you put me on hold so I can listen to it?
2: You got it. All
1: yeah. right. Uh, thank you.
2: All right. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we're we're getting fans, man. A lot of respect. Yeah, we do put our heart in. It. Thank you for uh, noticing. We we try to put our heart into the show. Um, you know, and and I think Dave would agree. Uh, you know, tremendous amount of respect for uh anybody who uh gets in the ring.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent, agreed. I, uh, you know, I, Mike took the words right out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, you know. Going, um, you know, check out the Body Slam Wrestling organization. Uh, good independent promotion, but uh, again, like I said last week, they were nice enough to uh, let me get in the ring and take a couple bumps. And uh, man, I got to tell you, it's interesting watching wrestling now because i i'll see someone take a bump off the top rope and i just i feel like the biggest pussy because i I just took a couple of back bumps a front bump and uh you know i was sore for a couple days to be honest uh i'm still feeling it in my neck over the course of the week and uh i I can't fathom what these guys do um not only they do more in an individual match but they're having matches uh night after night and uh you know, I had a lot of respect for what these guys do beforehand, and uh, after taking a couple bumps, uh, got tremendous amount of respect uh, for what they do. So the next time you look, you watch a wrestling match, and uh, you want to criticize or whatever, uh, you yeah, get in the ring, take a bump or two, and then uh, see what you think after that. We're gonna stick with the phones, keep the calls coming three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. The Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk, and call. Are you there,
3: Ken Reedy? Uh, is this Mr. Trivia? Yeah, I heard somebody out there talking smack about me. <laughs> all
2: right.
3: Hey, it wasn't fact. It was, just, it was just an opinion. I
0: disagreed with your opinion, that's all. What I about mean, Bob Ziggler? What about the Ziggler Jericho? Because last week he said you were going to fold socks during that match. You know, I just disagreed. I mean, you're, I, have no, I have no problem you have an opinion, Mike, by all means, you know. That, that's yeah. what we're here for. We say, we say what you think, you know, but. Yeah, that's my personal
3: opinion. I, I wouldn't be folding socks
0: during that match. Well, that's just my well,
3: opinion. to be honest with you, I would probably rather watch an hour of TNA before I watch Dolph Ziggler and Chris Jericho again. Did you watch the match?
2: Aren't that summer? Yes, yes, I did. And you didn't think it was a good match?
3: As, as a matter of fact, I gave the entire pay per view like a C.
2: I, I probably agree with you there. That's that's. I, I mean, I mean they,
3: had, they had to have a good pay per view because all the pay per views they've had this year have really stunk. But uh, as far as that goes, I mean Triple H, Brock Lesnar. I was I was disappointed in that match. I thought uh, I thought Triple H would have done a lot more. Brock Lesnar really dominated the match, in my opinion. I mean he dominated the match.
2: What would, what and, would be your match of the night then?
3: Uh, I would have to say, unfortunately, I I enjoyed the the triple threat. I only enjoyed the tri- the triple threat because. I just had this feeling. See, I told a friend of mine, I said, if John Cena wins the world title again, I'm never watching the WWE. And uh, it's one of the things, because as far as I'm concerned, John Cena and Hulk Hogan, between the two of them, they have, you can put their wrestling ability in a, in a water bottle. But like I said, between the two of them, they were WWE champion because they put butts in the seats. And that's what it's all about with Vince, is putting butts in the seats. I think that, I think yeah. Have a good night. I think the night of champions is probably going to be a real fabulous pay per view. I'm looking forward to that one. And uh, but as far as the thing goes with Dolph Ziggler, I don't know. I just I just find it hard to che- to root for a male cheerleader. I mean, I know he was on the Spirit Squad, which was probably the second biggest joke in wrestling next to doing the clown. But uh, other than that, I mean, like I said, I'd give the pay per view a C. But uh, in, in closing, I'd like to mention also that uh, um, ETW, extremely talented wrestling, is going to be at the Bristol Boys and Girls Club in Bristol, Connecticut, on October 27th. Come on down and see James, Jay Buster versus Damien Darling. Don't forget to watch the listen to the Ken Reedy Show because that's where that's where it is on Internet Radio.
1: Because that's you know,
3: because right. you know, the Top Rope is where it's at on TV. And
2: tell us how, how can that, we watch uh, Top Rope.
3: Yeah, and the uh, the roundtable went good Thursday night. Very so, good. We had, we had a great show. Ox Baker and Mario Mancini stole the show.
2: But, now, if uh, we, we want to watch, if we want to watch old episodes, is there a way that we can catch some archived episodes of Top Rope?
3: Yes, there is. You can go to nhtv.com, click on the link button, scroll down to the Top Rope, and all thirty three of our episodes are on there.
2: Very cool. So that's nhtv.com?
3: nhtv.com. Very cool. And then cool. on the left hand side, you just click on the link button, and when you scroll down, you'll see the link that says Top Rope, and all 33 of our shows are there. I'm just over here in uh Newington. I, I was able to see a, a little backyard wrestling today, and a lot of these guys got some talent. You know, hopefully, cool. hopefully we'll see some of these guys in, in, in the big time in a couple of years. Quite a few of them got a lot of talent. But good. hopefully, uh, hopefully you know we'll get a chance to hear from you on the show. It's like I said, Top Rope Tuesday nights at 7:30, Channel 99 AT&T UVerse out of Wallingford, WPAA TV. On the internet, you can watch it live at 7:30 every Tuesday night.
2: Sounds good. Thank you so much for the call. Be All sure right, to check Jim, you out right Top Rope.
3: All right, bye bye. Take care.
2: So yeah, not not a not a Ziggler guy, Mister Trivia. Yeah, um, that's obvious. Yeah,
0: I respect his opinion. I can't, you know, can't
2: knock the guy for having an opinion. Yeah, I think we, we, you know, we like Ziggler here, and I, I, you know, and he, he, he ripped Hogan. That took that was a lot for me to take.
0: Yeah, I know. Coming from you, I'm surprised you didn't
2: cry. Ah, you know, you gotta let the callers get their their stuff in. It's funny though, you know, he brought up a good point, and you hear a lot of wrestling fans say this, and and. I'm kind of cuz I kind of feel like it's a bit unfair. Um but he's you know he said a friend of his said if if John Cena wins the title he's not watching uh wrestling anymore, the WWE anymore. Um he hasn't had the title for a while. He's going to get the title again at some point. Um he's John Cena. He's relatively healthy, he's relatively young. He is the guy they market the company through for better or worse. Um yeah, he's going to get the title soon. And you know what? They're not cramming his title runs down our throat right now. Uh, he hasn't had it since last summer. Um, I don't know. Is that – I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of – I think both of us, Dave, we're kind of in agreement. Like, we're not seen of fans per se, but we, we defend the guy because we don't think he we, – we think he gets some unfair criticism. Uh, he has some limitations in the ring. But there are some things he does well that he doesn't get a lot of credit for. Um, look, at this point, if John Cena wins the belt, and I do think there's a, a decent possibility of him winning the belt at Night of Champions, um, he's had a long stretch without it. I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of uh, an unfair benchmark to say I'm not going to watch WWE TV anymore if uh, you know Cena wins the belt. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I, I I do agree. It it would be fresh that he had the title again. I mean, you know um you know, he mentioned earlier that Hogan and Cena are, you know, two names that put butts in the seats. I think he's forgetting uh guys like Undertaker and uh there was also a guy from Texas who uh had about just as many moves as John Cena did and his name was uh Steve Austin. Um so I mean you know, uh Having seen as a champion, it's, it's going to happen eventually. It, it will. I, mean, I don't think he's ever going to break the Ric Flair mark as far as most title reigns are concerned, but he'll be champion again. Uh, let's just hope that um, this run as champion, eventually when it happens, is something different than the status quo of a John Cena title run in the past, where he's not just mowing through challengers, you know. Be creative. Come up with something a little different as to how he's champion and, you know, his title defenses. And just don't go with the status quo because that's what's going to make you money. Um, you got to reinvent and recreate yourself. So um, I, I don't think he'll have the title next month. I think they're going to wait for that. I mean, but it's all depending on what they want to do with WrestleMania. There's a lot of talk they want to do Rock and Cena, too. And if Cena's going to get the belt, it's probably going to happen at WrestleMania when he defeats The Rock, if that's where they want to go. I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios. So, um,
2: I mean, and if that if that's the way the whole thing, and, and I've I've been really critical of of The Rock, um, throughout his comeback and not showing up and you know all this stuff. If they if they weave this storyline the right way, and Rock Cena two is Cena being the challenger for the WWE title against The Rock in the main event at WrestleMania and Cena goes over. I all the respect in the world for The Rock and doing the right thing and you take this two-year, two-plus year story arc, I guess, uh, with the two of them and if it culminates in John Cena beating The Rock at WrestleMania for the WWE title, um I think that would be great. And it, it would show uh, Rock's respect for the business. Uh, it would be putting the, the new guy over. And for better or worse, you know, this era, seen as the guy, um, that it's period. He is. He is the guy. Uh, whether you, you love him or hate him, he's the guy for this era. And, uh, you know, you, you like to see the, the veterans putting the younger guys over. And if this whole thing culminates with that moment at, at WrestleMania – uh have a lot of respect for The Rock, uh, doing the right thing, so to speak. But let's keep it going with the phones. And uh, look at this. The champ is here. Oh, great. Body Slam Wrestling Organization heavyweight champion Tristan Laws online. Champ, how you doing tonight? Hey, hey Ken,
1: how's it going? Oh, nice, doing all right. How are you, man? Oh, not too bad. I'm sitting here driving around the uh, Major Deegan with, with the drop top down, you know, you know, enjoying the last couple of weeks of the summer, you know?
2: Sounds good. All, always in style, always in style, right?
1: So uh, what's going on? What did I miss? What did I how miss? Much?
2: I was curious. Did you get to catch uh, SummerSlam last week?
1: Did I catch SummerSlam or did SummerSlam catch me? I think it was a little bit of both.
2: What did you think of the event?
1: I think it was pretty cool, you know, I mean... When when Triple H and and uh, Brock Lesnar had their match, you know I wasn't really paying too too much of attention. You know I was hanging out with the ladies while I was watching. But then it's like, wait a minute, that's it. Triple H just walks out. Luckily for me, the WWE gives me free pay per view, so you know it wasn't oh. it wasn't a bad thing.
2: And I don't. What was your your uh, match of the night then? What what match did you enjoy most?
1: Um. I don't know. I mean I pretty much not like all the matches, like, you know, I, I don't get, really get too, you know, a analytical with them. I mean, there was no there was no ladies match, you know. I mean, uh I we're was a ladies match, you know.
2: So as as the, the body slam wrestling organization, the heavyweight champion and uh obviously the crown jewel of the dynasty of destruction, um, you know, as as a, a big time performer uh in this industry, um what would happen if Tristan Law got in the ring with, let's say, a Brock Lesnar?
1: He'd win. He'd win. Oh, who's that laughing in the background? Who's that laughing?
0: Oh, my God. Keep going. I want to hear this. It's going to oh, be whoa, a really. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that, is that Mr. Dave himself? Yes, that is me. The question I want that should to the be re-
0: asked. I want, re- I want to hear the punchline to this joke. Please continue. The,
1: the question that should be asked is, what would happen when Dave gets in the ring with me? Let me tell you, Dave. Let me give you a little bit of word of advice. If I was you, I wouldn't even show up in the ring with me, because I'm a bad man, and I'll explain to you. No, no, no. I will show you why you will obey the law. It's that that simple.
0: Yeah, okay. You're so bad. You got that geriatric Tony Schopp watching your back. You guys are all a bunch of idiots, all of you. You got a lawsuit coming from Section 8 that I'm going to discuss later on, on the show. He he got the biggest idiot of them all, Mike Cap. I don't know how he's got oh he's still got a job with you guys and I don't know how you still even are a champion to begin with after that travesty you pulled last week in with Mark, New Jersey. Please give me a break. You think you're so tough, you're, you 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 are picking on a regular citizen like myself and you should be worried about guys lining up to want to kick your ass, okay? So why don't you continue with that this joke of an interview that you got going on and I'll just sit back and and, and be entertained but by this crap that's coming out of your mouth. So please continue. All right, well, you,
1: you,
2: you, you, you
0: sound said pretty it like...
1: angry. You sound pretty angry. You should go talk to somebody about that. You see, the reason why you're angry is because you know what's going to happen and you can't change it. You cannot stop the inevitable. And the oh. destruction, we're not only taking over one wrestling organization, we're going to take over all of them. And we have my man, Ken Reedy, on our side
2: yeah okay yeah that's am, why I'm you definitely on you so what
0: know,
2: what's up next for the championship? Really sure you what's up i next I'm sorry? who else who's up uh, challenging for the b w o heavyweight title
1: at this point you know no contenders have uh, have stepped up yet, but uh i think within the next couple of days we'll find out and the best way to find out is to uh is to like the b w o facebook so that once uh once uh, i okay the first one i want to wrestle they will produce the poster with my likeness on it and then you will know who will step up to the challenge for the bwo heavyweight championship
6: let me ask
2: something like as of recently you know the uh the bwo as well as the dynasty uh you guys finally uh fired bob arian uh cleaning house uh you know upgrading if you will the organization um you know, to me the dynasty at this point is probably stronger than it's ever been. Is is there any way to, to stop the movement of the dynasty of destruction?
1: You know, when it comes to the dynasty of destruction, you know, it's one of those things that you can't beat us, so that's join us. You see people like Bob Harriet, we gave him a chance to join us. And you know, he didn't he didn't want to comply to our rules. He didn't wanna for the lack of a better better term, he didn't want to obey the law. You know, the, the little stupid bimbo uh, uh, ring announcer, she didn't want to comply. She didn't want to obey the law. She wanted to get mouthy. That's why we had to get rid of the both of them. And anybody else that gets to know, hey, trust me, the same exact treatment's going to come to them because we're going to get rid of them.
2: I hear you. Amen, Champ. Champ, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot for the call. We'll hear from you next time.
1: Of course. You'll hear from me soon.
2: That's I'm fine. looking
0: forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Oh, I like, was trying
1: to say something? Oh, all right. Cool. Again. See, I thought that Dave had something else to say. <laughs> but, you know, maybe if you put a little bit of more bass in his voice, maybe he'll get some more attention.
0: Oh, I got plenty of bass, asshole. Don't worry you about it. You got it. All
1: right. They'll let you go, champ. Thanks a lot for the phone
2: call. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. All right. The champ, Tristan Long, the Body Slam Wrestling Organization. We got people with gold calling in here. Got high-end High-level talent calling this show. You check them out. Good, good group of guys, good organization, Body Slam Wrestling Organization. They always do our, our most to uh, promote the indie scene. Uh, they, go, they do their shows uh, once a month, so be sure to check them out. Again, it's the Body Slam Wrestling Organization. Um, you can find them on Facebook and on the web and everything. Just go to the old Google, type in Body Slam Wrestling Organization, check them out. Good stuff. Um, let's get back to it. We're uh, running up uh, close to uh, our break, so uh, we've got callers on hold. You know, we'll take you guys on the other side of the break, uh, continuing our SummerSlam discussion. Dave, what did you think of the triple threat match?
1: Uh, I mean,
0: I didn't really care for it. You know, um, I, I, I mean, the, the the real match was about Cena and Punk. I mean, I didn't see any reason why Big Show needed to be involved in the match, but he was. Um, I just didn't, you know, I didn't really have any interest in it, to be quite honest with you. Some people liked it. I didn't really care for it. I did like like the finish. A lot of people say it was a cheap finish that Punk just kind of rolled in and got the cover after Cena did the dirty work. And uh, I did like it because it was starting the slow build to his real heel turn that's going to take place, even though, He kind of turned heel at Raw 1,000. It just just keeps piling on, and eventually, you know, Monday night we saw that when he kicked Jerry Lawler in in the head, and he started to really garner some serious heat from the audience. Um, So, uh, but I I, I didn't, other than that, I didn't really care. I didn't see the point in AJ coming out and restarting the match only for, you know, I just, I wasn't thrilled with it, and then. To be quite honest with you, I think Big Show's a great athlete, but I just didn't think he really added anything. I thought it would have been a better match if it was just Cena and Punk one-on-one,
2: personally. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, you know, it was an okay match. Again, I, I talked before. I'm not a big fan of the Triple Threats uh, in these sort of situations. Um, I like the finish, honestly. I, I think it's, uh, you know, they're they're trying to build him as a heel. It's kind of a dick move. I mean, works work for me. Um, You know, it is one of those things, again, like we know it's wrestling, we know, uh, you know, it's not, you know, the the outcome is predetermined and we get that. Um, But you're trying to create a a world that we're supposed to believe that everything that's happening is a a real athletic competition. Um, You know, Big Show tapped out. Uh, The match shouldn't have been allowed to continue. Um, You know what, and then, Punk was the first one to put the hold on. Punk should have retained right there. If that's how you're going to write it out, that's how you're going to script it out. Um, So I I didn't like the restart. Um, I I didn't think it really worked. I didn't think it was necessary. Uh, They could have had that ending without the restart. Um, Also, like, you know, where else do you see a guy tap out but then still has a shot at the title? Um, That that I thought was weird. If you're going to restart the match, then I almost feel like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's wrestling, so you can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, AJ could have come down and said Big Show's done. Or uh, maybe Big Show's unconscious. I just didn't like the idea that Big Show just tapped out, and then now all of a sudden he's, he's got a shot at the title. Um, it just didn't work for me. Uh, it, it was an okay match. I can't say it was a stinker. Um, but wasn't the biggest fan of that match. Um, we'll see what, what it leads to. Um, but again, as we keep saying, you know, this is SummerSlam. This is one of the big four Um, I I think this match is going To lead to uh, a lot of different Things, it's really facilitating uh, You know, Punk's Heel turn, a guy who comes in And takes the easy way out in his title Match at SummerSlam But SummerSlam, uh, I don't know I always thought of it as one of those pay-per-views that uh, You're not necessarily using As like the the first Act in in a long Drama, you know, that SummerSlam Is one of those pay-per-views that should be a lot of finales happening, and especially with the uh, WWE champion. So uh, I don't know. We'll see where they go uh, moving forward with this whole heel turn. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the match uh, left us flat. Um, you guys who are on hold, stick around. We're going to get to you after the break. But now it's time for Dave and his 50 50 update.
0: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 Report, only on the Ken Reedy Show, where I give you all the latest updates and and the most compelling stories in the week of pro wrestling. In our top story this week, it is rumored that several names have been rumored to be inducted into the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame class during WrestleMania 29 weekend in April. These names are Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, Bob Backlund, JBL, and the Ultimate Warrior. WWE has been pushing hard to get Warrior inducted for several years, but an agreement between both parties has never been reached. It is also rumored that Warrior is open to the idea, as well as one final match to which WWE officials are also rumored to be open to that as well. The 2013 Royal Rumble takes place in Phoenix, Arizona, which coincidentally is the hometown and current resident of the Warrior. It's possible that the Hall of Fame announcement could be made that evening. In our second story, as most of you saw Thursday night, TNA wrapped up the Claire Lynch, AJ Styles storyline on Impact. However, it's rumored that it ended prematurely. Sources say the actress who played Claire Lynch, her real name, Julie Riley, quit TNA due to her real identity being revealed online as she was receiving threatening messages on her YouTube account from fans. It was also revealed that she is also... The olive oil character from Popeye fame at Universal Studios, and fans began to recognize her. Universal Studios, also the venue that holds TNA Impact Wrestling, the actress formerly known as Claire Lynch, immediately shut down her YouTube account in fear that the threatening messages that she in fear that due to the threatening messages that she may have trouble obtaining future acting roles. She then quit the company immediately. Former WWE superstar Dave Batista will be making his MMA debut against Rashid Evans, not to be confused with UFC star Sugar Rashad Evans before the end of 2012. The CES Network, stands for Classic Entertainment and Sports Promotions, will be airing the event and will be doing a four part series on Batista leading up to the fight. According to the Wrestling Observer, it should be noted that the event has only been cleared for the CES channel, which means 17% of the United States will be able to view the fight. A date has not been determined as of right now as to when the fight will air. In our fourth story, according to TMZ.com, former WWE and UFC star Ken Shamrock has been accused of attacking a woman in a public mall. Shamrock was attempting to break up a fight involving two women when someone jumped on his back. Shamrock tossed the person off his back to the ground only to find out it was a woman. However, in his defences, he thought that woman was a man. Law enforcement officials told TMZ that Shamrock is unlikely to be prosecuted because he was acting in self-defense. And in our final story of the week... U.S. Olympian Diana Lopez commented recently on a rumor of her arrival to the WWE. Here's what she had to say, and I quote, Although I would be the coolest aunt to my nephews, I have not been contacted by anyone regarding negotiations or partnerships. Am I interested? I have entertained the idea. It seems like fun, and I would be up for it. September 8th, Shelton, Connecticut. Wrestle Jam 9, proudly sponsored by the Ken Reedy Show. Our own Ken Reedy will be in attendance as a special guest ring announcer. You will also see the last wrestling appearance of former ECW World Heavyweight Champion Jerry Lynn. First class, Vladimir Joseph will be in action, as well as a ladder match, 10 years in the making. A loser leaves Connecticut ladder match, Dave Dave Cole versus Nocturne. And for all you fans out there, tune into YouTube, the newest sensation on YouTube, the gun show, starring Bob Aryan, Steve Off, and their friend El Rotundo. Check out Facebook.com slash Bob Aryan Gun Show for more information. And that, my friends, is your day five report this week, only on the Ken Reedy Show. Back to you, Ken.
2: Well, blow me down. <laughs> it's me coming. Oh, that's awesome, man! Like, listen, like she so is olive oil. She so works as olive oil.
0: Oh, absolutely!
2: That's hilarious. Thank God that storyline is over. We're gonna get to that in a minute. But we're gonna go right back after the phones because our man Dank has been on hold for a while. So let's get there. Dank, are you there?
7: How you doing, gentlemen? Doing all right? How are you?
8: Uh hope the weather's better up there than it is down here. That's
2: right. You're down in Florida. How are you guys safe? Everything?
8: Um, okay. no, we're, we're we're up in Orlando, so it's just pretty much great skies and rain right now, but down in West Palm, they're starting to, uh, flood, but, you know, stay safe, live another day.
2: Yes, good luck, yeah, be safe, um, well, it seems kind of trivial that, uh, you know, you're dealing with a hurricane, we're going to talk wrestling, but let's talk wrestling. Did you get, <laughs> did you watch SummerSlam last week?
8: I'm back here, the hurricane coming through. Anyway, um... Couple points. One, I want to thank you for the entertainment part for that Justin Long because he's hysterical, saying that he would he would survive Brock Lesnar, Dave. I know it's not very often that happens, but I agree with you. <laughs> he's just too damn funny. Dude, I was laughing the entire time. Um, and I wish him the best of luck if that ever happens, where he finds himself in the ring with Brock. But um, I don't. I understand these guys and you know, everybody's entitled to everybody's entitled to their own opinions. But saying something along the lines that if John Cena wins the championship again I'll stop watching it and all that wow. let's face it. Cena and Punk are today's version of The Rock in Austin. And they are the scene on than Punk But they are the main eventers They are the, the big names And obviously when you are As big as a name as so those two The title's going to go back and forth So I mean I don't ever remember Anybody back in the Attitude Era Saying Oh if Rock ever wins the title again I'm going to stop watching it Or if Stone Cold's going to do it I'm going to stop watching it I think it's a little much But like I said,
2: everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Maybe that's just me. I don't know about you guys. I would agree. And, and to be honest with you, they, they, they probably won't stop watching. They'll say they will, but they won't stop watching. Um, I, I think the the look, John Cena has become a polarizing figure. And for a lot of quote-unquote hardcore wrestling fans, internet wrestling fans, whatever you want to call them, um, I don't think it's John Cena per se. I think the problem is, that coming out of the attitude era into the pg era um john cena embodies that
5: uh,
2: yeah. so people are nostalgic for the attitude era and yeah they were okay with austin and the rock because you know that was they both had attitude they both their characters had an edge to them so people were okay with that um you know for right now it's the company is in a pg era and cena Gets a lot of the blame for that PG era, and uh, you know, at times I do agree that the WWE uh, will cram Cena down our throat, but uh, you know, he is the guy, and he is the most marketable guy in the company right now. And you know, it, it's tough to say if he wins the title again, you're, you're not going to watch anymore because he's going to, you know, he's going to win the belt. Um, you know, I'm not as big a Cena hater as as some. I mean, I think he brings I, some solid I stuff can't to give the a table. A
8: good- saying this but like had you asked a couple months ago I would have laughed at both of you but I honestly think that if they can get him away from Vicky that Dolph Ziggler could actually become the name that um Cena and Punk are. Unfortunately he's stuck in this little shit that they have him with Vicky where it's almost like you see him come down and you're like, okay, how is he gonna get screwed now? Or how is he going to like um, you know, it, it, it's almost like it's not a joke because he is a very good, solid technical wrestler, and I see him as the next Jericho almost. But they need to lose him from Vicky. They need to separate those two, because I, his career, I believe would take off immensely if he got away from her. I it, think it's that, an
2: interesting point. I like next- to, you know, I like Vicky but you're right, I, it, might, it might be time. Um, it was a gimmick that served to put Ziggler over, and, and Vicky is great uh, with drawing heat. Um, you know, it may be time for him to move past this. Uh, he's, he's in a, you know, he's close to getting that spotlight role. He's, he's close to being that main eventer. Um, you know, now that this, this gimmick put him over, but it might be time to move past that. I'm curious what you think of that, Dave.
0: Um, I do. I, I think, I think that time will come soon. I think I would like to see actually if like he wins the belt and he says, you know, what? I don't need you anymore. You know, he kind of like kicks you to the curb, but I think that will turn him baby face and I don't think the company wants to do that. Um, like you said, it was a tool to get him over by having her cause she's a complete heat magnet. The minute she talks and, you know, the place erupts and boos. Um, so, uh, I, I think eventually that will happen. I'd like to see it happen. I think he can go on his own. But as, as far as the heel goes, whether he wins the title or not, if that's what so they want to keep him, if the reactions that he's getting doesn't change and the people aren't, you know, giving him huge baby face pops, I think they're going to keep him with Vicky Guerrero for as long as that goes until the tune changes from the audience. Once the audience starts to, you know, cheer him more and, Position and, uh, and position him to be a fan favorite. Then that's when they're probably gonna have to pull the trigger and say, "Okay, now it's time to to, to get rid of uh, you know Vicky and Dolph and split them up." And you could put Vicky and anybody else, depending on you know the the talent yeah. in that individual, and they'll be over. So,
6: I, 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 I,
0: I go ahead, think.
8: No, I like, I I think that. If they want to keep her going the way that she is, the manager with the whole, like, almost comedic part, I think her and Santino should, like, be put together. Because Santino, let's face it, he's a joke. He, he 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 is a joke. He's, like, the men's version of the entire diva, uh, the diva section of the WWE. He comes out, and people are like, okay. It's almost like, I'm going to go smoke because I have time to go have a cigarette. Santino's coming down. It's not going to be serious. And I think that if they separate her... From Ziggler They should put her with Santino Unless they change Santino completely And actually make him a serious wrestler
2: I'd actually I mean, I hear what you're saying With Santino, I'd like to see Them find uh, Another young star uh, Someone who uh, Needs some help Maybe sure. one of the, the, the tag teams that's out there um, You know, someone that You know, people people know Santino uh, Find someone who, who Needs it uh, yeah, that she can really put over. Um you know, I don't I, I don't know. I, I mean, I they they'd probably figure out a way to make it work uh, if they teamed up uh Santino and, and uh Vicky, but I would like to see Vicky move on. I mean, it's funny and I don't know what the hell he's doing now, but I think uh you know, Vicky would have worked well if uh she actually separated from Ziegler and stuck with Swagger. Um it's Yeah, I well, awesome.
0: I heard Swagger's in the doghouse. Oh, I, I, to
2: piss someone off.
0: Yeah, uh, from what I read, I just read this this past week, that the reason why he has been um, buried so much on TV, and it's only a rumor, it's only a rumor, but the rumor I've heard is that he's failed several marijuana tests from uh, in the WWE's uh, wellness policy, and they don't suspend individuals for smoking marijuana. They just fine them, I think, upwards to uh, $2,500. Um, so I, he's been... Uh, He's been hitting the pipe a little too much, and that's why we haven't really seen him on TV lately. But I I, I do agree with you, Ted. I thought it would have been much more beneficial for Swagger to keep her because Swagger needed something because, let's face it, he's another guy that's not even comfortable in his own skin. He comes out and he does that foot stomp and he looks like such a tool, you know. I mean, if you put him with her and kept it that way, You know, I think it would have been beneficial to him to get more heat because otherwise he really doesn't do anything without somebody by his side. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Got anything else for us, Tank?
8: No, not this week. I've held you guys long enough. Great show so far. And uh, I really hope Justin calls back again at some point because he's just hysterical. Oh, (laughs) my God. Anyway. You
0: guys Obey have the idea?
2: Law. Check him out. Check out his, uh, his fan page, Tristan Law. Is his name? Tristan Yeah, there's probably law. about
0: three fans on there. You might be the fourth one. Uh,
2: BWO <laughs> Heavyweight Champion. So go check him out. Thanks a lot for the call, Dank. All
7: right.
2: Talk- Dank, always a good call. Call us each and every week. Love, you know, we have these fans that just continue to support us week in and week out. So keep the phone calls coming, 347-838-9815. Again, that number is 347-838-9815. The best. In Pro Wrestling Talk. Um, you know, it was interesting. I am I'm, I'm coming home and I um uh, I'm excited. It's Thursday night and I'm gonna turn on my TV and watch a little wrestling and lo and behold, in the middle of the wrestling I'm looking forward to watching, a Mori Povich episode breaks out. AJ, you are not the father. Nor have you ever had sex with this woman. It was i uh, thank God this storyline's over. Um, There are a lot of other directions they could have gone in with this. Uh, Maybe they were scrambling because of the whole actress situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this storyline. I thought maybe in this whole uh, mess that uh, when the lawyer was reading this stuff off, that she would say that Christopher Daniels blackmailed me. And uh, so you could have Kaz saying, "Wait a second! You said this was true, and I was hoping that maybe there would be some depth to this, uh, but no." She said that uh, Kaz and Christopher Daniels blackmailed her, and, uh, and got got her in the scheme to blackmail AJ. So uh, storyline's over. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't know what to make of it. I, you, your thoughts, Dave?
0: I mean, at least the ending made sense. They didn't you know that they put a, they 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 put an ending to it, you know what I mean, and at least it made somewhat sense there was a black male, and this is why this happened this is why the pictures took place, and she's really not pregnant and at least they 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 patched things up where the holes were left open in the beginning of the story, granted, I think you know it, it, from what I've read from what i've uh, researched it was it ended prematurely um I don't know if this means that Daniels, A.J., and Kaz are done as a whole. I think they'll just, you know, move forward with the two of them and possibly blow it off at Bound for Glory, um, which will be TNA's longest-running storyline between A.J., Daniels, and Kaz, um, which I give kudos for because, you know, going a whole year and being consistently on television against one another, it's, you know, that's a big plus. That's a throwback to the old days. Um but um, I mean, it made sense in the end, you know. But at least they, at least they ended it. and Didn't just, you know, do away with it and not, you know, bring it up and, and and just move on to something else. You know what I mean? Like we've seen in wrestling, you know, if guys will will get let go or quit or whatever. They'll 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 you know they'll they'll do something where they'll just have the other guy start a, a rivalry with somebody else. So at least they put a a, a final, you know period at the end of the sentence, and now they can move forward, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, AJ and Daniels and Kaz can recover from this and do something a little more meaningful.
2: Yeah, it was weird. I mean, every so often, and and look, I I love doing this show. I love coming here each and every week and talking pro wrestling. Honestly, in the middle of that segment, I I actually thought, because I I DVR'd it, and I was like... I do the show every week. I can't fast-forward through this. I have to listen to this whole segment. But I, if I wasn't doing the show, I would have fast-forwarded through that whole segment. Um, I just it, it dragged to me. Um, as much as it, it kind of was interesting when it started, uh, the storyline didn't work. And we do go back to that whole thing that we've talked about a number of times. Uh, what does Impact Wrestling do with AJ? Uh, very talented guy, very talented. Um, good or adequate on the mic, not great, but adequate. He doesn't embarrass himself. Um, but I, I, we talked about the storyline when it started, and we said at least it's something different for AJ. It's it's something to to watch and see how it all plays out. However, again, I am just finding myself really bored with the character. AJ, for a guy who is tremendously gifted in the ring and will give you, you know, a a top-level match just about every time he's in the ring, character-wise, I, again, am finding myself somewhat bored with him. Um, And we've talked about this before, but what what are your thoughts on AJ?
0: Well, I do agree with you. I mean, he's kind of run his course um, as far as being, you know, I mean as a heel, when they put him with Ric Flair and he was like the little nature boy, like I thought that was a joke. Um, but I liked that they gave him something with some substance in this Claire Lynch storyline, albeit it turned out wasn't the greatest in the end. Um, but it seems like I mean, he's in the top four in the Bound for Glory series. He went from being like a, like ninth to like now in the top four. So it almost seems like that they're going to do something with him where he's going to be in the hunt for the title, um, that, he's, that he's bounced back from all this and he's refocused, and so maybe they're going to go with like almost like a redemption storyline for AJ Styles um, heading into the the, the the remainder of the Bound for Glory series. Um, the only good thing, in my opinion, as far as Impact goes, was the uh, the Bob Aryan sighting uh, at the at the end of uh, Impact during the uh, Aces and Eights brawl.
2: So you know, uh, I mean, he's got you know being fired. He's got a, a lot of spare time on his hands. So it's uh, good to see him getting out and about. You know, catching some some wrestling. Uh, you know, that's good. It's good for him. I, yeah, I guess if, that, you uh, know when you're when you're done with your your working days. I guess most people kind of migrate down to Florida. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's that's good for him. But I actually the end of Impact, I, I kind of enjoyed. It was funny. In the middle of Impact, we had we got a growling Hulk Hogan. Um and he's got his his hollywood hogan fun. five o'clock shadow back the the jet I thought I was animal planet.
4: planet
2: and uh he's kind of snarling a bit almost uh reminiscent of the ultimate warrior um yeah but uh he's back and he's pissed and uh I liked the whole melee at the end of impact and uh i don't know we've seen a lot of you know broken arms as of late in wrestling. Uh, this was original. I, I don't ever recall seeing uh, someone grab the crowd partition and, and putting it up in the ring and, and holding someone's hand on it and breaking, well, I'm assuming, the hand, who knows where they're going to go storyline-wise, but uh, slamming the hand with the chair on that. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Never saw that before. Um, and them standing over lost in Aries' broken body at the end, and then uh, running out to their motorcycles. Um, you know, I think they gotta give us a, a bit of a reveal. I'd like to see, uh, you know, more identities revealed in Aces and Eights. But I don't know when I, when it comes to wrestling, I'm of the the thought process that a, a good melee works for me. I love seeing those melee's. I love seeing the. You know the Raw before the Royal Rumble, where you have the entire roster running into the ring for no apparent reason whatsoever, but they just all come out and they beat the hell out of each other. Good melee is is just—it's always entertaining. I enjoyed the end. Uh, what do you think?
0: I I liked it too. I all I, I did feel though that it was a little bit um, like you were waiting for something like big to happen. You know, like it's funny because I was at work and. Uh, I was at my, you know, my, my night job, and I was at work, and I uh, I was on Facebook during a break, and at one point during the break, somebody on my Facebook thread wrote, oh, great, another NWO, this time 2012. And I thought to myself, please, please, don't tell me Hogan's behind the Aces and Aches. And I was, like, praying. And then he did that spot in the middle of the show where he sounded like an episode of, uh, you know, dog Gone Wild on Animal Planet or something. Yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, I was like, okay, well, that's good. He At least he's not behind it. And they're not going to rehash another NWO-type storyline in, in it. But I just felt like somebody was going to come out at the end and be revealed as the guy behind them. Um, and I thought that would have made the segment better than it already was. I mean, they are building towards something. Um, I just hope that – I mean, it's been rumored that it could be Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Matt Morgan's name has been thrown into it. There's the guy behind it. Um, I mean, the reveal has got to be somebody that's a well-known name that's believable to fit that role. Um, I just hope it's not some random guy. I mean, you know, nobody's ever heard of before. Because then it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like crickets in and, and the impact zone. Like, who the hell is this guy?
2: Yeah, it has um, to, you, I totally agree with you. It definitely has to be a big deal who the leader is. And I kind of felt the same way. Look, you know, it's wrestling. And sometimes there's going to be, there's always going to be overlaps. And there's always going to be, you know, evolution. I mean, if you wanted to uh be critical it was a cheap version of the four horsemen that is ripping off the us. but it ha- i mean that's what happens in wrestling things get recycled especially things that worked um it's nwo ish i see that um but it's it's kind of a different take on it it's it's tweaked a bit uh there's a mystery involved which i enjoy um i agree with you i was glad hulk hogan was not behind it and i um i'm hoping that doesn't happen um I, I think for now, with where Hogan is, just stay the face. Just just stay face Hogan. Even if you want to be angry face or, you know, red and yellow face, just be the face Hogan. Uh, I, I, I think uh, we don't need to see another Hulk Hogan turn. Uh, it's good. Ride out into the sunset as the beloved Hulk Hogan um, rather than uh, turning again Um but uh so hopefully they stay consistent with that but they need to give us a big name there needs to be some sort of uh high level conspiracy conspirator in charge of this whole thing but uh we're going to go out to the calls cuz uh I guess we have on the line um I guess we'd call him uh, maybe America's favorite unemployed manager uh <laughs> coming from Florida Bob are you there
6: Yeah this is Bob Aryan,
0: who is this Dave? I hope. No, this is Dave right over here, Bob.
6: Yeah, yeah. Get rid of the other yeah, that that clown, that uh, make-believe radio guy. I want to talk to you, Dave. I'm not talking to him.
2: Go ahead. You guys have your little love fest, guys.
6: Okay,
0: so thank you, Ken. Bob. Uh, uh, by the first off, uh, how, how are you doing? How's your vacation going?
6: Yeah, it's doing pretty good. You know, uh, you know, it's like kind of a working vacation with down here meeting people, trying to get some things done. A little rain right now, but you know what? Uh, being on Bob and the storms kind of going west of us, so we we think we're going to be okay here. But no hurricanes going to stop me. I was down here for Hurricane Andrew, sat on the balcony and drank the whole time. Scare me.
0: There you go, there you go, buddy. Um, I do want to you know I mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, I want to speak to you about a couple of things. Number one, um, you were cited at the impact zone Thursday night. Um, a lot of people saw you on television. I got, my phone was ringing off the hook because of my association with you. Um, they said, Bob Arian was sitting in the impact zone and, uh, you know, somebody grabbed the chair from him. Now that you and Steve off are unemployed in the, uh, BWO, were you guys down there possibly to, uh, negotiate a, uh, maybe a, an appearance, um, future appearances in, uh, TNA.
6: <laughs> David, you know, If we were, we weren't. I mean, I I really can't comment. Uh, That's like a government issue. You know, they can't deny, can't confirm. Uh, I do admit we were at TNA. You know, we were treated well. We met some old friends. Uh, We did have some VIP treatment. But as far as uh, talking to anybody or anything like that other than hello, that's, you know, all I can say right now is we said hello to some people we knew.
0: Well, I mean, Bob, I mean, with all due respect, you know, I, I understand you might have to keep certain things confidential, but, uh, you know, they had they had one of their contracted talents grab a chair out from under you, and they just don't grab that from any old fan. I mean, you know, it, it almost sounds like all signs are pointing towards, you know, the gun show making an appearance on, on impact. I mean, can, would you care to comment?
6: Uh, Dave, uh, you know what? Uh, we got VIP seats, state day uh, You know, I, I drank, I ate all night for free. Uh, I, you know, I can't comment other than the guy took my chair. And, you know, I'm not going to stop him. You know, let him beat who he wants with it as long as he's not beating me.
2: Dancing around the issue, there's no way that Impact Wrestling is going to bring in these two unemployed, recently fired guys. I just 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 be honest. You just you you bought tickets. That's it.
6: I didn't buy tickets. I was on a VIP list and actually with a uh, former BWO wrestler, uh, uh name of Eric Cooper. I don't know if you're you're aware of him, but pretty soon he's gonna become uh, a factor in what I have going on. Uh Eric Cooper uh was a champion for a while with LWO, all the BWO fans know Eric Cooper. He was with us that night also.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I mean, Ken, to be quite honest with you, yeah, I, I, all I can say is that, you know, if TNA was was uh, interested in uh, the Dynasty of Destruction, I think they'd be knocking on their door a long time ago. But um, be that as it may, I, I, speaking of the Dynasty of Destruction, Bob, um, can you care to elaborate on the uh, ongoing process of the lawsuit with uh, Section 8 and, uh, you know, the, the, the whole Mikey Cap incident? Is there any... Uh, developments that you could, uh, you know, inform our listeners of?
6: Well, I, I, and there's not much I could say because it is a legal issue, uh, but I can confirm that Section 8 does have an attorney, and he did contact me. And actually midweek, if I'm back from Florida, they want me to fly, you know, and if I'm not, they're willing to fly me up to give a deposition because I am an eyewitness. I was sitting right there. Uh, so I know Section's going to do whatever he can legally to whatever avenue it takes him. I personally have a, a, another avenue I'm taking. Like I said last show, I'm talking to investors. I'm talking to people in the business. And I'm going to start my own company and put it right up business. I mean, if section whatever section can do, great. We can work together. But I'm going to start the BBWO, and that means Bob's Better Wrestling Organization. And you know what? I'll rent that parking lot in Elmwood Park and I'll put up a tent, and I'll give a free show, and I'll have more talent there than they have left in the locker room right now.
0: Wow. So, so, so it's official. This, this is what you plan to do um, now that you're no longer a, a associated with the Body Slam Wrestling Organization? You're going to open up your uh, your own uh, wrestling company?
6: That That is a plan I have. I, I've spoken to investors, uh, some money people. I've spoken to some wrestlers. That's why I'm down in Florida sort of recruiting some names, some people that are, are well-known. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the timeline is because certain contracts got to get drawn. we got to negotiate with the uh, the building up there in Elmwood Park because I want to own half that parking lot, and we're going to put on shows and put them out of business. Again, I don't know what the timeline is, but that's my goal is to put Glenn Ulrich out of business. And just to give you a little heads-up on, on the game these guys play, Glenn Ulrich knows your radio show is on tonight, and I got a voice message today telling me, do not dare call the Ken Reedy show or, or else. And you know what? I don't work for him anymore. Who are they to threaten me? I'm a citizen now. If I want to call in a radio show, uh, this is America. I can do that. But apparently Glenn Chicken, Little Ulrich, and the DOD, again, like I said, they, I, I relate them to communism. They, they want people to say what they want, do what they want, or else. You know, I totally agree with you,
0: Bob. I mean, Glenn's got no right to tell who to call into this show. You know, granted, it is Ken's show. His name is on the marquee. Uh, but, you know, I do have a big part in the show, and you're always a guest of mine. You, Steve, off Section 8, and anybody else that's affiliated with you or is always a guest of mine here at the Ken Reedy Show, so I have no problem whatsoever. You can tell Glenn Howard to go blow on my whistle for all I care, all right? Um, speaking of the Dynasty of Destruction, um, Tristan Law was on earlier. Unfortunately, that's what probably when our uh, viewership and uh, you know tanked. And uh, he mentioned that he had offered that the Dynasty had offered to bring you in and associate with you. Um, could you care to comment on the uh, speculation, allegations on on, on those uh, those
6: statements that Tristan Law made? Well, first of all. Uh I would never stoop that low because I'm about doing things right. I don't cheat. I don't intimidate people. I may be off my rocker at times, but you know what? I know the difference between right and wrong. And and you know what? I I was with Glenn. I was with Richie Rotten. I resurrected his career. Tristan Law, we had a good relationship back when he was thinking fine. Uh, Tony Scott and I never got along because he's just an old bastard. And uh, Joey the Bull doesn't even know who Joey the Bull is. And Mikey Cap is just Mikey Cap. He's just a smoking idiot. Uh, I think they should drug test him and see what he fails, because there's something not right in his mind, and it just can't be through normal circumstances. Uh, no, they they haven't approached me, and they know that that phone call will never be answered. So that's a mute point. Other than Glenn leaving this phone messages threatening me, maybe they think I'm going to be scared. I'm going to call Glenn up and say, Hey Glenn, would you please help me? You know what? Glenn Chicken Little Overage can go screw himself. So can the whole DOD. I don't need them. One last question, Bob. Um,
0: I was uh, I spoke with Steve earlier this week, and uh, there was a uh, an incident with the uh, with someone at, uh, at Disney World. Um, could you care? Would you care to comment on uh, the the uh, the situation that took place at hand?
6: Yeah, we had a little situation, but the more I think about it, I think I was being set up. Uh, we were at the Indiana Jones stunt show, and this guy come out, you know, he's wearing a hat, he, he's dressed as one of the people that worked there, and he says, hey, we need a, a guy that's really in shape, a guy that's got camera expertise to be a stunt double for our show. And I raised my hand, and he walks up to me goes, we don't need old men. And I looked at him, and this guy's older than me, and I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm talking to you. He steps on my foot, the old trick to get you to push. I push him. He goes down like a sack of potatoes, puts the whole act on. The Mickey Mouse security comes. They grab me. They ask me to accompany them to some other room. I got a Lando police there, and they're waiting for this employee to come back to sign charges against me. But the employee never shows up. And then they say they can't find the employee. They don't think it was an employee. I think DOD is down here stalking me or the government is trying to do something to me. Because, you know, people fear me, and, and something's not right here, and, and I, I'm glad you brought it out because it's out there for the public. If I disappear or anything happens to me, you guys know who looked at it. See, the U.S. government, cause they're afraid of me. They know what I know. I know it's in Area 51, okay? They, I know it's in Area 51, and the DOD, they don't want me around,
0: Well, yeah, but I mean that—that's blatantly obvious, Bob. That you know that that they don't want you around. That's why they, you know, they got rid of you because you are a threat as well as Steve Austin, Section Eight, and anybody else that they have gotten fired, um, that they that they have let go. That they're obviously a threat to them. Uh, If they didn't join them, then they got to get rid of them. Um, That's that's how I felt since the beginning, since all this crap has started here on this show and all the crap that Tristan Law has brought to me. one last thing, I got to ask you a favor. Um, last awesome. week, after you got off the line, Tristan Law had, uh, you know, talked about how he has no challengers as a, cha- as a, you know, to his championship, and you know, I'm no trained professional, but he threw the challenge out at me. Um, if someday I decide to make that decision to, uh, to to get in the ring and attempt to do what the pros do, um, I would love to have someone like yourself and Steve off and Section Eight. Train me to, You know To go To to personally train me For for a fight I'm not I'm not out there to, 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 to try and wrestle And do what you guys do I'm just trying to do my job The guy threw it out there At me And I wanted to ask you Live here on the air If you would Be open If you guys would be open To training me To getting in the ring With this clown And uh, you know I, if, if I don't win the fight I'm going to die trying But you
6: know I would love to have you guys You know On my side Well Dave You know Myself, I'm not a trained wrestler. I'm a manager. Uh, I'm a guy that gets guys in the gym. I'll get your body changed. I'll get you in shape. I'll get in your head. Uh, Steve in section will get you in that ring. Uh, you know, they're, they're the guys that take the bumps. They're the guys that, you know, do all the hard work. Uh, I do the mental work. So I can get in your head. I can get you in the gym. I can get you. I mean, you look like you're in decent shape to begin with, but I can get you that edge. And what they can teach you in the ring, I guarantee you, you can win that belt. Because Tristan Law, remember, the law was made to be broken. Well, thank you,
0: Bob. I appreciate that. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk you know, off the air about possibly getting together and uh, training. I want to thank you for coming on, as always. Like I said, you're always a guest of mine. you you, you got carte blanche to come on anytime you want, promote anything you want. You're a friend of mine, and I appreciate you having me on here. And uh, enjoy the rest of your vacation, Bob. Thank you.
6: Okay. Thank you, Dave, and good night. And let me just tell the fans one thing. Keep watching Facebook because at the next BWO show, I plan to have the Bob Aryan Steve Wolf Section 8 tailgate party. And if I can't have a show in the parking lot, we are going to party and we're going to go in there and we're going to show them they are not taking over the BWO. We're going to take it back somehow, some way. Right on, Bob. Thank you once again. Okay. Good night, brother. Good night,
3: brother. All right. Well, it's
6: good to see you
2: staying active. Uh, good for Bob. Moving right along, we're going to hit the Facebook page. Uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we we uh, put out there, if you wanted to do a fantasy draft, you're going to come up with your own company. Um, what would it be? And we got a little little bogged down with our SummerSlam show, so we definitely want to read what you fans thought. So uh, it's fantasy draft, and the rules of the fantasy draft were, anyone in the business right now, you can pick... Five wrestlers, two tag teams, a manager, a legend, and a commentating team. Save American Wrestling Tony wrote Bobby Roots, CM Punk, Austin Aries, Brian Danielson, Dolph Ziggler. Tag teams, King of Wrestling, and the New Islanders, Joe and Magnus. Manager Paul Heyman, legend Chris Jericho. His announced team, play-by-play JR, and color commentary JBL. I'd I'd watch that promotion. Uh, Cincinnati Sports Photography, Daniel Bryan, Austin Aries, Ziggler, uh, Bobby Roode, Punk, Flair as his manager, uh, Shawn Michaels as the legend, J.R. and Tony Schiavone as the broadcast teams, and he says, I am lost on tag teams. Annette Zangrandi tells us, John Cena, Randy Orton, in parentheses, off the juice. James Storm, Kurt Angle, CM Punk, A.W., pre-Kobe comment. Bret Hart as the legend, J.R. and King on commentary, and she also says, I am out on tag teams. Hoke, that's H-O-A-K, Hogan. Bobby Roode, Kofi as a badass, not a goofball. Santino, uh, Cena, too big to pass on, and Orton. Uh, big Sean, Daniel Bryan as a tag team. Uh, AMW, a legend, Kurt Angle. Manager, uh, Vicky, an announce team, Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. Colin McTierran gives us Kurt Angle, CM Punk, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Damian Sandow, Jericho and Christian, Root and The Miz as two tag teams. The Rock as his legend, Heyman as his manager, Taz and Cole on commentary. Our man Tony gives us CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Kevin Steen. Tag teams, the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, manager Heyman, legend Bret Hart, announced team Joey Styles and Taz. Dank gives us Cena, Punk, Orton, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, uh bring back the Hardy Boys, uh, the Dudleys. Um and if not, if you can't bring those guys back, uh, Kofi and Truth. But you bring back anybody you want. AJ as your manager, Stone Cold as a legend to shake things up a bit, and JR and Lawler. Um and Dank goes on to say, Yes, my roster gets the Rosen stamp of approval. <laughs> Pull away from drawing up the contracts. So there you have it. Those are our fantasy draft uh, numbers. Uh, your thoughts on uh, your fan? I didn't read it off, but uh, your fantasy draft.
0: Um, I would have. I, I, I it was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God, I forget. I, I, John Cena, right.
2: uh, Daniel uh, Rude, Taker, Cena, tag teams Joe and Magnus, Haas and Benjamin, manager Jim Cornette, legend Stone Cold, commentary JR, Bobby Heenan. Perfect world if they're healthy, and if not, you put Paul Heyman in there. That's your your group.
0: Yes, yes, no, I remember. Yeah, I, I mean, solid, solid lineup at least in my opinion. Uh, you know, I personally would have done ten singles wrestlers and two tag teams, but you know, because there there are a lot of guys that left off the list that I would like to have put in, in that in the category. But you know, it, it got me creatively thinking. You know, and plus. I'm a, I'm a big Bobby Heenan. Mark, I love Bobby Heenan. Always have when he was a heel manager. So when he, especially when he commentated with Gorilla Monsoon. In my opinion, I think that is the greatest two man in the booth in the history of professional wrestling. As much as as great as J.R. and King were back in the day, I think Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon were a million times better. And I would have loved to have seen Jim Ross and Bobby Heenan on full time on Monday Night Raw every Monday night. Unfortunately. Bobby's health has not been the greatest, and he's un- unfortunately unable to speak now due to his health, um, which is very sad because the guy with the gift of gab, uh, you know, in, in wrestling uh, is-, is not really, uh, you know, not doing well these days. It's very sad. But, you know, that's my lineup, and, uh, you know, I'm sticking to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. That's why, you know, we put the draft out there as-, as five because that makes it a little more difficult. You get you get ten options, and then you got a bunch. Five, got to make some cuts. you got to make some uh difficult cuts. Uh when I put my draft together I had Cena, Rude, Bully Ray, Ziggler and Punk uh as my five guys. Uh, and I kinda agree. You know, Cena's just again, you, you gotta go back and forth on is it, you know, am I putting together a show that I want to watch or am I trying to sell something and uh trying to look at it from both angles and like I you know, you gotta grab Cena. Um he sells. He puts fannies in the seats. Um, I took the Uf- Uso's and Kofi and Truth uh, as my tag teams. Uh, manager type, I, I took Haman, uh, TNA and Taz. Uh, I looked at that as just taking, uh, which I get, because it's a fancy thing. Everyone can do what they want to do. I just took a like current commentating uh, guys, so I just took the the team from TNA. I, I like what they bring to the table. Well, what's interesting is trying to think of the legend that I would bring. Uh, the first thought for me was Hogan. Uh, very old name uh marketable <laughs> selling um then the rock uh kind of came in cuz I was like well there's a legend uh he he's really reaching that legendary status he can talk uh he can get involved uh if need be um but when I when I looked at legend I was thinking more of someone who wouldn't be as physically involved uh so The Rock would definitely be a guy who's marketable, uh, probably on the same level as, as a Hogan at this point, probably more so. Um, but when I started thinking about legends that I'd want to bring in, who would make the show better, and I was surprised I didn't get this mentioned in, in any of the legends, uh, I'd, I'd bring in Piper. I think you could you could pull on, put on a Piper's Pit. Uh, You could make him a GM if you wanted to. Uh, You you could slot him in anywhere. A guy who, give him a mic and let him go and he's gold. Um, So for show-wise, putting on the show itself, I would probably, I would take Piper. Um, If I'm looking purely, hey, I I gotta get ratings, I gotta, you know, get name recognition, I gotta get someone, a legend who's going to draw people, then I'm gonna bring Hogan. So it's depending on how I want to look at it legend-wise. Uh, but for the show's sake, I, I'd bring in Piper. I think Piper would add a lot to uh, the show. Um, I know someone. Someone. Uh, there were a couple of Stone Colds in there. Uh, I think you mentioned Stone Cold. Yeah. I, I thought of him, too. The only thing that, that with Stone Cold is, I don't know, like a Stone Cold that's not physically active. I don't know. Like For me, I was like, I, I don't want to see the ass kicker not kicking ass. It was just like personal opinion. I was like, I, you know, I, I get what he bring to the table. And I did enjoy him a lot on Tough Enough. Um, but week in, week out, and like having a, a, quote, speaking part on, on a wrestling show, I I don't know if I want to see Stone Cold like that. And It's weird because I don't think he wants to be seen like that anymore, which is probably why he wasn't uh, at, at Raw 1000. So um, I did think of his name. But if I'm purely looking at the show, I'm, I'm bringing Piper in. Piper's my guy. And we're going to go out to the phones now. We're running short on time, but uh, let's go out there. Caller, are you there?
7: Yes, I am.
2: Who are you? Where are you from?
7: My name is Stan Smith, and I am from Miami, Florida.
2: Nice. How are things going down there in Miami?
7: Oh, it's terrible. We're getting hit with the hurricane or the, therefore, aftermath of it, if you want to say. And the weather is just horrible. Rain and wind.
2: Be safe. What do you got for us?
7: Uh, well, I came to talk about uh, a good role model for young children and a good hero of mine, Mr. Bob Arrian. Uh I do believe that you know who he is.
2: We do. We are well-versed he, with Bob Aryan.
7: He is from The Gun Show, the YouTube sensation The Gun Show. Uh, I saw him on PNA, uh, I want to say last week when he was on, and I was very shocked because I am hearing rumors that he is getting a job TNA, do you think you could confirm this for me?
2: We, you know, he was he was really uh, non-committal as far as uh, we, you know, Dave pushed him, uh, and he's uh, really been non-committal. But he was non-committal, so he didn't he didn't say definitely no.
7: No, right?
2: kind of skirted hope, around the issue.
7: I hope he takes that job because you know if TNA needs a good body, a new security guy, Bob Arian's the man.
2: Cool. So you're a big no, fan I've of been... the Gun Show.
7: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the gun show. I told him Steve-Off. Bob Arion made Steve-Off. He made him. Steve-Off wouldn't be the man he is today if it Bob Arion. Let's just get the facts straight.
2: Wow, well, there you have it. Uh, Bob Arion fans calling in. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, uh, by all means, uh, keep listening and uh, give us a call next time, okay?
7: Absolutely. Thank you for having me on your show.
2: Thanks for calling us. Take care.
7: Okay, bye-bye.
2: Wow, we got we got Bob Aryan fans calling in. Who knew? Who Bob's knew? A big deal. I've
0: been telling you this for a while now. If you weren't uh you know, investing too much time with uh, you know Tyler Perry and the rest of the glory hole I'm sorry, Tristan Law and the rest of the glory hole gang, uh you know, you'd realize that, you know, Bob Aryan's a big deal. But you'll you'll find out someday.
2: Yeah, he's a legend in his own mind. But you know what it's time for? <laughs>
0: The Ken Ken Reedy Show, Nod of Approval.
2: And this is a segment we do each and every week where we talk about uh, what we like in the world of the wrestling. It's called The Nod of Approval. And it's something you you liked in the world of wrestling, something, uh, a match, a guy, uh, a segment, a moment that you just liked, and that's what we give our nod of approval to. Dave, who gets your nod this week?
0: Well, despite what uh, former WWE superstar JBL thinks, um, because he ripped it this week, um, I'm going to give the commentating on SmackDown this week uh, my nod of approval. Not so much the substance of the commentary per se, but just the overall presentation. Uh, they were telling the uh, the Josh Matthews being attacked by Kane storyline at Summer from SummerSlam, so Josh was not on the SmackDowns uh, you know broadcast Friday night, and they opened the show. With Michael Cole, Michael Cole, said we're gonna have guest commentators all throughout the night. He had Teddy Long, he had Caitlin, he had the Prime Time players, Cody Rhodes at one point. I just thought it brought something different because. Every week it's Michael Cole and Josh Matthews. And with all due respect to Josh Matthews, I think he does a fine job. But sometimes he sounds like Dennis the Menace when he's on commentary. He's just so loud. And, and, and he sounds like a kid, like a 12-year-old kid that, you know, that just won't shut up, you know. like. And between the two of them, I think that act has just gotten a little bit stale. Um, I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of uh, that two-man combo with Matthews and Michael Cole. Um, some people are, some people aren't, but I just like that there was a different presentation to it, it was something different, it was almost something you could look forward to each segment, each match, Michael Cole and somebody else. Um, I even like the fact that Michael Cole didn't really heal it up so much, like he has with with a lot of the heel wrestlers that they interview, um, uh, that guest commentate at times. Uh, He was kind of questioning Cody Rhodes, when Cody Rhodes was guest commentating the Sin Cara, um, Keith Slater match, and he questioned him about, like, his obsession with the mask, and Cody was getting upset about that. And Overall, I just thought it was, it was something different that SmackDown needed, you know, because it's just the same old, you know, it was just the same old SmackDown every week. But this week it just felt a little bit different because of the commentary itself and the the, the presentation. So this week, my doubt of approval goes to the guest commentary.
2: Nice. And going to the Facebook page, Tony says his nod of approval, TNA aces and eights brawl at the end. So Tony liked the TNA brawl. I, my nod of approval this week is going to go to Paul Heyman. Uh, it's funny that the week started and the first thing I saw and I was like, hey, that's that's a leading candidate for a uh, nod of approval so far. And uh, it winds up getting my nod of approval. I uh, love the promo uh, in the beginning. Uh, love what he does, what he brings to the table. Uh, the new King of Kings, all thats I mean, he's just, he's brilliant on the mic. And he really, he set Raw off on a, on a good note. And it wound up being the best three-hour Raw since Raw 1000. It, it was a solid show, three hours of entertaining uh, wrestling, as well as some really good promos. And to be honest with you, I did, I did almost, uh, Shawn Michaels' promo at the end was kind of close for me. Like I went back and forth. I thought Heyman's was a little bit better, but I, I liked what, what Michaels brought in the end. Um, I, I thought everybody was solid on the mic. It just was a good show, top to bottom. And uh, Heyman was the one who came out on top for me. So Paul Heyman gets my nod of approval. The, the Ken Reedy
0: Show Nod of Approval.
2: And there you have it, both our nods of approvals. We have gotten word uh, this weekend that Triple H will be showing up on Monday Night Raw to address his future after having his arm broken yet again at SummerSlam by one Brock Lesnar. Um, Thought it was an okay match. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of the broken arms, but whatever. Uh, It was an okay match. Uh, like I said before, I think Triple H was milking it a bit to get his uh, send-off, uh, which the crowd really didn't oblige him uh, with a, a nice, warm, fuzzy send-off. Uh, definitely Triple H is getting to the end of his career. I thought Shawn Michaels did a great job at uh, setting up the seriousness of this whole situation, uh, trying to put Triple H's career uh, and health into perspective. Um I, I thought it all worked well. I, I'm curious where they're gonna go on Monday night, if he's actually going to officially just bow out and say, I'm done. Um but I, I thought everyone did a good job at, at setting up what uh potentially uh may or may not be Triple H's future. Your thoughts.
0: Um I I, I like to set up uh like you said, he milked the he tried to milk a pop. Um but uh you know, Monday night I think He's going to come out and talk about how he might not have it anymore. He's got some thinking to do. He's not sure what he wants to do. Um, you know, it might lead to something that's going to do with Shawn Michaels. I heard that this storyline with, with, I heard the rumor is that there's – before SummerSlam there was a rumor that a return match would not take place between Lesnar and Triple H. Now they're saying that there's a possibility that that match will take place at Survivor Series, another one between the two. I think it will leave the door open for that. Obviously with Lesnar and his tout on Monday night where he said he's leaving and not coming back because he's accomplished everything he, he needed to um, – you know that 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 leaves open uh, some facilitating with with the storyline um, heading towards Survivor Series in November, the last of their big four pay-per-views of the year. Um, I personally think it's going to lead to something eventually with Shawn Michaels, because Shawn feels responsible for you know t- you know this happening, and and uh, you know um, I also heard that this is going to lead to possibly the door open for Undertaker Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I. I heard that it was either Rock Lesnar or Cena that were gonna get the opportunity to face Undertaker, so who knows who Undertaker is deciding behind the scenes who he wants to face at WrestleMania. But I guess this part of the storyline is leading to um there is leaving the door open for an Undertaker Lesnar Match down the line at WrestleMania next year, so who knows? The possibilities are endless as to where they can go. But I think he's not going to officially retire. I think he's just going to kind of like bow out and say, you know, I just need some time to think. I don't know if I have it anymore. He might pull out a fake cry and milk another pop, and then he'll leave. And then they'll show the replay about forty more thousand times on the show throughout the three hours, and you know, they'll they'll over the course of the next few months, they'll show video recaps of it, and, you know, uh, I I mean, there's a a million different ways they can go with it, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon.
2: And I guess, like, I mean, maybe the problem with him is, because it's like, I mean, what do you, like, thank you, Triple H, like, it doesn't really, I guess it's thank you, Hunter, would that be where we go with the the chant? Because Triple H is not easy to, to chant at all. So if we want to thank you, it's uh, yeah, thank you, Hunter. Clap, 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 clap. All right, so if you're at Raw tomorrow night, uh, that's probably what, what Triple H is looking for, a thank you, Hunter, um, or thank you, Paul. Maybe we'll go that route, just completely pull pull the, the veil away. Um, you know, I hope he gets a decent pop, though. If he says that he's going away, I mean, whatever your opinions are on Triple H, he's a talented guy, Um you know, whatever happened, happened in his personal life. But uh, I always admired him because he was, he was jacked beyond belief, but he still could have good matches with smaller guys. Uh, um, the one thing I miss out of Triple H, I, I always thought he had such a tremendous grasp of uh, the psychology of the heel. Um, and he hasn't been a heel in quite some time. Um, you know, I'm hoping down the road a piece we get almost a uh, – you know Triple H's version of uh, Mr. McMahon kind of character as he's uh, this CEO or COO whatever he is. But um, you know I'd like to see him back as as a heel again, um, yeah, sometime soon. I always I always liked Triple H as a heel, um, but who knows? I mean, you know, you saw both with uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. You know, both had uh, tears in their eyes, and uh, you know, like, who knows? And maybe these tears are real. I mean, they they know that the clock is ticking. You know, Triple H if he's not gonna retire. Um, he's gonna retire soon. Uh, there's only so much longer he can do this and, and he's been banged up and he's he's been injured. So uh you know the end the end is definitely near for uh Triple H's career. Who knows what he'll say uh tomorrow night. Um but I, I thought Shawn Michaels did a great job setting that up uh moving forward and then we gotta wait and see. What Triple H has to say. We'd like to thank all of you guys for tuning in. Again, 347-838-9815 8, 8, 8, is always a number to call. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Uh, check us out tomorrow night. Man, Every week we have a Raw thread. I'm on, Dave's on, we got a bunch of other fans. Our producer, Michelle, is on the thread. Um, so come on, let us know what you think about Raw on Facebook. So uh, come on over there. Uh, great show tonight! Thank you all for for calling in. I still I, I said at the beginning of the show. I'll say it again. Thank you so three thousand listens. Three thousand listens. Are you kidding me? Uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. Keep going, onward and upward. My name is Ken, and for Dave, this is the Ken Reedy Show. Thank you all, and good night.